right, everybody, we're going to continue. We're going to transition. We're going to get back into our worship flow here in just a moment. But uh, as we get ready to, to do that, I uh, wanted to take a moment and verbally introduce uh, a very good friend and uh, guest and really family member now of New Life Church. It's been about seven years that you've been coming to our church. This is the second Sunday uh, that Michael has, uh, has led on a Sunday. He used to do some of our Wednesday nights up until last year. And I say, you're, God, God's too strong on you to just do Wednesday. You've got to stay and do Sunday, too. So, uh, so he's back with us. Uh, Michael Turner uh, and his family are with us with Red Rain Ministries. And uh, we've got a short intro video that they're going to play. And then Michael's going to come up and uh, take it away and, and, and lead us in worship. And he's going to bring the message here in a few minutes, okay? But just kind of wanted you guys to know what was happening. But uh, So can we give a very warm welcome to our friend and our brother in Christ, Michael Turner. Amen? So here we are on the front in Ukraine. tour for 2016. We've had a fantastic time here in Europe and um, looking forward to next time around. Thank you for all your prayer, all your support. You guys are amazing. The Bible said, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. There's so many things we can be drunk on in this world. Some of us, we're drunk on our jobs. We're drunk on our houses. We're drunk on our cars. We're drunk on our sports team. We're drunk on our cat. We're drunk on our dog. There's so many things in this world to be drunk on. And in the Christian community, there's this thing called brand Jesus, and there is the person of Jesus. Many of us are consumed with the brand when we were made to be filled with the person. And you and I will never be wondering why I'm miserable. I go to church on Sunday, I'm still miserable. I go home and I'm miserable. I can make me happy for half an hour, but I go home and I'm missed. Listen to me. You and I were made to be filled with the person of Jesus. 
You and I were made to be filled with the person of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a privilege it is to be back here with you. I love your pastors. And seven years we've been here. Seven years we've been coming. We do a tour throughout the whole of the states. 27 churches, 27 cities, 20 different states all over this country over a two-month period. And then we go to Europe for three months and Asia and all around that. So we see God move all, all over the globe. And so since last year, we were in uh, Austria, Germany, Italy, France, Latvia, Ukraine, in the middle of a war, bombs going off around us. Then we went to New, Ze- New Zealand in the middle of an earthquake. And so a lot's happened in a year. And so and I, I can see a lot has happened here. So it's great to be here with you. In 2010, my mother passes away of cancer. She's 60 years of age. My mama, she brought my d- dad to the Lord. She brought four boys up in God. Everything, she, everything we are is because of what she did. And so at age 60, I'm thinking, how is it possible she's got four alcoholic brothers who are still alive over the age of 75, some are 80. So in my heart at that moment, I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? Something is not right. And so... And so Natasha was great. The kids were great. They comforted me, but I needed a special touch from heaven. So I go away for three days, and I seek God, and I pursue Him. And at a certain moment in that time, the presence of God just consumed my heart. I began to weep and weep and weep and weep. The care, the grief, the pain left me, and I'm a new man today. And out of that time came a, a, a fresh understanding of God's love for all of us. Family, God is love. And no matter what you and I are going through, no matter what we're facing in life, God's love is deeper, it is stronger. There is no mountain too big in our lives that His love is not able to heal and deliver us from. His love overcame every obstacle for us. And so out of that time, Away With The Lord, a brand new album, a brand new album came, new songs came. And the one song I want to share with you today as I start is, is, is called God Is Love. And today, you need to know, all of us need to be reminded that God is love. The song speaks about this. We've got a, bit, a video clip. Just watch the clip. Beautiful one of love and devotion, through your glorious Son, salvation has come to us. Holy, 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 I am Lord, worthy to be. God is love, you never leave us. God is love, you never forsake us. He is love, our God is love. You're the sweet summer rain, the fire on a winter's night. All heaven proclaims 
the wonders prepared for us. Holy, 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 I am Lord. Worthy to be worshipped and adored. God is love, you never leave us. God is love. He'll never forsake us. He is love. Our God is love. Sing the songs of celebration. Fill the earth with adoration. For our God, our God is love. Shout it out, make it loud, tell the world our God is love. Shout it out, make it loud, tell the world. Our God is love. Shout it out, make it loud. Tell the world all about it. Shout it from the mountains, across the ocean, into every village of every nation. Shout it out, make it loud. Tell Across the ocean, into every village, to every nation. God is love, you'll never leave us. God is love, you'll never forsake us. He is love, our God is love. Sing the songs of celebration. Fill the earth with adoration for our God, our God is love. Shout it out, make it loud. God is love, God is love. And so, Father, today we celebrate your love. We come together because all of us have been touched by your love. Father, all over this globe, we celebrate your love and we ask you to fill us, Lord Jesus, with more and more of yourself in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Let's all stand up together. And so today there are people often come up and, and ask us the question, how can we help you guys? How can we support you? How can we get to be a part of what you're doing all over the globe? Simply put, we have albums your $15 gift. If you're liking the music, please go, ba go back after and buy lots and lots of albums. It helps us to go where we need to go. Amen? Amen. So here I am. I'm in Switzerland at the International House of Prayer. All right? And we've got, we've got a house full of Germans, Swiss, Austrians, Italians, French, and one little hobbit from New Zealand. Seriously, you know, 
And lift up your hands if you like the Lord of the Rings, the movies. All right. Well, just so you know, the Shire where they've filmed, you know, the, the Hobbits, I grew up on a farm 10 minutes from there. Right? So I'm literally a real legitimate Hobbit here today and proud, proud to be. <laughs> so at Switzerland, all right, we've got all these, all these countries and cultures, and these people are very nice and conservative, except for when football comes on, right? And so we've been praying for two and a half hours, and the Holy Spirit is thick in the place, and suddenly I hear this, I hear this sound, hallelujah, the chains have been broken, the walls have come down. Freedom's living in us. And these, these, these people who are normally nice and conservative, they start jumping and swinging from the chandeliers as the revelation again that we all need to be reminded of every moment. Because there, there is a battle in this atmosphere that wants to rob the simplicity of the cross from our lives to where we are going to go to, I've got to go to, I've got to go to, I've got to another revelation. I've got to find something new. I've got to go to this conference and that conference. Well, why don't you just get a hold of the fact that Jesus has set you free from the curse of sin and death? I just had to get that out. <laughs> and so these people start swinging because the, the curse has been broken off of us. Now, I want you to help me. Sing this with me. Hallelujah. Come on. The chains have been broken. The walls have come down. Freedom's living in us. Hallelujah. The walls are coming down. Make a joyful sound. Make it sweet. Let's sing this together. Come on. Take my life, all my substance, everything. I give it all to you. You gave it all for me, my King. Everything I ever dreamed of, everything I ever hoped to be, I lay it at your feet and sang, Hallelujah. Until you found me I was blind You opened up my eyes Removed that disguise My King I will worship you forever 
with one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more time. Hallelujah. Shout it. The chains have been broken. The walls have come down. Freedom's living in us. And hallelujah. The chains have been broken. The walls have come down. Make a joyful sound. Make a joyful sound. Father, we make a joyful sound today. We make a joyful sound tonight. We'll make a joyful sound every day is Easter for us. Every day is Easter. We're not just one year type of people. Father, every day is our day. And we love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the cross in our lives. We thank you for the victory you've given us.
there's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Comes like a flood, comes flowing down. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I'm in awe of you. I'm in awe of you. When your love ran red and my sin washed away, I owe all to you. I owe all to you. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I'm in awe of you. I'm in
live to worship. I love to worship. I'll worship you forever. I live to worship. I love to worship. I'll worship you. I live to worship.
is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome and power, our God, our God, forever I worship, forever I will worship you, forever I worship you. You are wonderful and glorious, forever I
is my love of you Since the beginning of time Since the fall of man I began the process To restore my sons And now on the cross All the work was done All finished work It is done, it is done No more sorrow No more shame No more guilt No more pain My love no more So don't hold on to yesterday Don't hold on to yesterday My blood has made you new My love has made you whole My love is raining down It's been raining down thousand years it's been raining down and it's raining down to wash you white as snow to wash you white as snow this is my love Father, we're so thankful that we were born in this moment. Father, we're thankful that the cross has been revealed to us. We're thankful 
that Father, since the moment that we invited you into our hearts, it's no longer us who lives, but it is you who lives within us. So Father, we ask you to fill us more. Fill us till overflowing with your breath of life. Fill us till overflowing with your vision and your purpose. Father, help us not to be distracted by the things of this earth, the cares of the world. Lord, help us to be, Father, vessels of honor, vessels that you trust. Father God, that are in partnership with heaven, ambassadors, partners with you to reach our communities, that the lost would be found, that the blind would see, that the deaf would hear, that, Father, those who don't know you yet would come to know you through our lives. Help us, Lord, to be fruitful for you, we pray. We thank you that, Lord, your word is clear that as we abide in the vine, as we abide in you, fruit comes naturally. So we just thank you for for fruitfulness for every one of us today, Lord. We thank you for fruitfulness and helping us all to abide in you, to live in you, that you would live in us, and that you would just move through us in our daily walk, in our daily lives, in whatever sphere of influence we have. We thank you for helping us, Lord Jesus, just to be channels of your glory, channels of your truth, channels of your blessing. Thank you for boldness. Thank you for courage. Thank you for love most of all, because your love propels us. Your love, Father, overcomes every obstacle. Love overcomes hate. Love overcomes evil. Love overcomes everything that would come against us. Today, we thank you for helping us to be all that you've made us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can have a seat for just a minute. Turn with me, if you would, to 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. The message that I believe God wants wants to really deposit within our hearts this morning is the body of Christ. It's called brokenness that leads to salvation. Everyone say brokenness that leads to salvation. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The Websters define loyal as having or showing complete and constant support to someone or something. True loyalty creates space. When we are loyal to someone, we make room or space for them. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Few nations, few nations, few locations on the earth have made space for God like the United States of America. From its inception, its founders made room or space like few before. 1,500 scriptures built into its foundation, releasing light in the midst of the darkness around us. The catalyst for this transformation was found in the 1600s with a man called Martin Luther. And then the great awakenings of the 1700s led by Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield. 
Through these men, the Word of God was preached with power and Holy Spirit conviction. This led to a great outpouring of heartfelt repentance and brokenness and contriteness among the 13 colonies of America. This brokenness and contriteness turned the heart of God towards the people. And by 1776, those 13 colonies under the tyranny of King George of England had, by the providence of God, been set free like the children of Israel from the slavery of Pharaoh. A new nation was born. And from the streets of Pennsylvania Avenue, the Liberty Bell rang. From Philadelphia to the nations of the world, the sound of freedom was heard. This city on a hill began to draw millions to its shores. From Germany, from France, England, Scotland, Ireland, Italy, Spain, China, Africa, near and far, land and sea, they came with a hope to secure their liberty. Within a short time, America became one of the most powerful and influential and prosperous nations on earth. America was exceptional because God was at the forefront of its foundation. America was exceptional because in this location, in this space, the people chose to make room for Him. Abraham Lincoln said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. Joseph Stalin said, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. In 2017, is America still exceptional? In 2017, is America destroying herself? In 2017, is America collapsing from within? Is America losing its morality, its patriotism, and its spiritual life? In the following statistics, we see fruit of the battle that we are facing, not only in America, but in the nations of the world. America has the highest STD infection rate in the industrialized world. Approximately 110 million people has a sexually transmitted disease. America has the highest teen pregnancy rate in the world. It is estimated that one in four, one in four little girls and one in six little boys will be sexually abused before they become adults. Many are abused by the people close to them, even family members. America has the highest abortion rate in the Western world. More than 56 million American babies have been aborted since 1973. America has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. Approximately one out of every three children in the United States lives without a home or a father. It is estimated that 89% of all pornography in the world is produced here in the United States. According to a study conducted by the Mayo Clinic, nearly 70% of all Americans are on at least one prescription drug. 
America has the highest incarceration rate and the largest total prison population in the world. Without strong families, our young people are constantly in search of an identity. According to the FBI, there are now more than 1.4 million gang members involved in 33,000 active criminal gangs in the United States. The average young American will spend 10,000 hours playing video games before the age of 21. 15-year-old children that attend U.S. public schools do not even rank in the top half of all industrialized nations when it comes to math or science. 60% of all Americans believe that humans and other living things evolved over time, while only 33% reject the statement. America is over $19 trillion in debt and is the most indebted country in world history. She was a nation of producers, now is a nation of consumers. In 2017, is America still exceptional? Is she destroying herself? Is she collapsing from within? Is she losing her morality, her patriotism, and her spiritual life? The foundation of her exceptionalism will live forever as the 1500 scriptures it was founded upon will live forever. But as Abraham Lincoln warned, she is destroying herself. The consequences of sin, apathy, denial, pride, and forgetting her foundation are all working together to destroy her beauty from within. The false doctrines of socialism introduced to America's children by John Dewey and those who promoted him are twisting the hearts and minds of God's beautiful children, creating a crisis in identity, leaving a path of death and destruction in its wake. Jesus said in Matthew seven fifteen, be fair. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. The coat of arms, family, the coat of arms, the branding for Fabian socialism, the socialism that America has embraced, that New Zealand has embraced, that Australia has embraced, that England, the Western culture in general has embraced. The coat of arms, the branding that tells us what this is, it just so happens to be a wolf in sheep's clothing. And her teeth have a grave grip on the soul of this nation and many other nations of the world. These statistics did not happen overnight. We did not wake up one morning living in a lost and broken society. This has been an incremental, premeditated, carefully thought out plot to rob, kill, and to destroy. And the question is, the question is, what are we all going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Jesus said in Luke 19.10, he said that he came to seek and to save the lost. He says in verse 13, he said, occupy till I come. For the Son of Man is, not, is, is, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus did not just sit around watching the lost. He didn't just talk about the lost. He was proactive and went to seek and save the lost. He knew the difference between someone who was lost and someone who was found. And so there was something in his heart that moved him to go to the lost. How did he seek and save the lost? Well, he left, listen carefully, he left his his place of comfort and perfection and went to where the lost were. 
John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, And John bore witness of Him and cried out, saying, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for He was before me. Verse 16, And of His fullness we have all received. Grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Why did Jesus come to the lost? So that the lost could see in Jesus who we were made to be. Why did Jesus come to the lost? Not, not just only because he loved us, but why he had to come himself was that so that you and I could see, the world could see in Jesus, his person, his character, his nature, who he was. In Jesus, we see who we were made to be. Before we received Christ, before Christ, BC, before Christ, that Jesus, that story, that man, That picture, that painting, that's who we were made to be. That guy, him, that's who all of us were made to be. But something happens, family. Something incredible happens at the moment that you and I open our hearts and receive him. And a transformation happens instantly. And now, listen carefully. Listen carefully. That Jesus that picture, that painting, that story you heard, that's no longer who we were made to be. That is who we are. That is who we are. What are you talking about? Well, the Bible, according to the Bible, it says this, Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But it is Christ that lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Lift up your hands if you've been baptized in water. Lift them straight up in there. All right. That is significant, family. Be, be reminded today of who, who you are. The moment we are baptized, we are buried with Christ. We rise up out of the grave with Christ, and then we are seated now in heavenly places with Christ. You say to me, I got it, I understand, I know what you mean, but when I look in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, sometimes I struggle to see that person. We all struggle at times. Sometimes we struggle to see that Christ we're talking about. Why? God's word is perfect. He answers every question that we have today. Why? Look, look at this. Romans 12 2, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, by the renewing, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The reason why we struggle so much at times is there is a battle for the mind. Our mind must be renewed with the Word of God. What are we feeding on? 
What are we feeding on? What are we watching? What are we allowing into our lives? The Word of God is full of keys that unlock the treasure that is already inside of us. And when we read and when we feed, when we feed, when we feed, when we feed, when we feed on this information, it's not just information, it is revelation. It is the Word of God, the Father in our lives. And when we feed upon it, it begins to unlock the keys, sorry, unlock the treasures that are already inside of us, like an onion being peeled deep down inside. You say, I, I, I need help. No, 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 no. You just need to read. You need to feed. Feed. You need to change what you're feeding on. Through Adam's sin, our original identity was lost. But in Jesus, our identity is restored. John 1 to 12 says, But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. Acts 17, 20, it says, For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. How did Jesus save us? Number one, he revealed himself to us so in him we could see who we were made to be. Number two, then he died for us. Why did Jesus have to die? Why did he die? Hebrews 12, 24 says says that the blood of Jesus speaks. Say the blood. It speaks. Do you know what it's speaking? We must be reminded this morning about what the blood is speaking to us. Number one, in the blood is redemption from the curse of sin and death. John 1 John 2, 2 says, and, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Romans 5, 19 says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. What is the blood saying? In the blood, we are free from the curse of sin and death. Why do we need to be reminded of it? Because most of us live our lives miserable religious Christians. Always wanting more, more, more. Well, cannot you just focus on this one? If you're focused every morning on this one moment in history, you would never have a bad day again. Never have a bad day. In the blood, number two, in the blood, the wall of separation between God and his man was destroyed. The wall between us. Listen, Ephesians 2, 13, it says, but now... In Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. For he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. And he, and that he, might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. In the blood, family, in the blood, the wall of separation between us and God has been destroyed. And we can all have an individual, personal, intimate relationship with Him. That's so beautiful. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Number three, in the, in the blood we receive our inheritance. 
in the blood, you and I receive our inheritance. Shortly after the blood of Jesus began to flow in a small room on the day of Pentecost, the fire of God, the breath of God fell on the earth. The blood preceded the fire. The blood made room for the breath of life to be restored to its rightful place. There is something more important than silver. Come on, somebody. There is something more important than gold. There is something more important than the houses and all the cars we have. There's something more important than the food, than the water. There's something more important, and that something is the Holy Ghost that was made to live inside of us. In Him we live and breathe and have our being. In the Holy Spirit we have life. Woo! In the Holy Ghost we have life. Number four, in the blood, the power in the seed was was released into the earth. Everyone say the power of the seed was released into the earth. In the blood, listen, listen, John 1, 14 says, Jesus was the Word of God made flesh. Everyone say, Jesus was the Word of God made flesh. Now, the Bible also says that the Word of God is a seed. Everyone say, the Word of God is a seed. So listen, Jesus, the Word of God made flesh, was a seed. Now, what do seeds do? If I take the carrot seed and go and plant it out the back here, what am I going to get? If I take that same seed and fly to New Zealand, to the Shire, put it in the ground, what am I going to get? Why? Now, now then it, admittedly, in the Shire, we, we hobbits know how to grow bigger carrots, all right? But carrots nonetheless, why? Because within a seed, within the DNA structure of a seed is the ability not just to produce, but to reproduce after its kind. Jesus was a seed. Jesus, the Word of God made flesh, was a seed. Listen. And within Him was the ability to reproduce after His kind. In Him was the DNA of God in heaven restored back to the earth. But He had to die. Why did He have to die? John 12, 24 says, Most assuredly I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces or reproduces much grain. Jesus, the Word of God made flesh, had to die to release the power of what was in Him into the earth again. A new kingdom, a new culture, a new people, a new nation. In His death came life. In His brokenness came salvation. Then He commanded the world. He commanded His children. He commanded His offspring to occupy till He comes. Occupy till He comes. Occupy till He comes. Jesus did not watch the lost. He didn't just talk about the lost. He went to the lost, and, and, and then it says in the same chapter, he says, Occupy till I come. Let's have a look at this. Luke 19, 10, 13. It says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. And, and as they heard these things, he added and spoke a parable because he was nigh unto Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Verse 12, it says, and, and he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then to return. And he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds. And he said, listen very carefully, he said, occupy till I come. Jesus is the nobleman who went to that faraway country. But he left riches for his people to do his business in this earth. And he said, occupy. He won't say, occupy. 
And the question the Holy Spirit is, is bringing to us today is this. What are we doing with the riches that God has placed within our lives? What are you and I as the sons of God, as the body of Christ, redeemed, restored? What are we doing with His authority, with His dominion, with His power, with the identity that has been restored in our lives? What are we doing with it? First Peter 2.9 says we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people proclaiming the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you, you, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Everyone say, we are the children of God. Listen carefully. And if children, then ears, ears of God and joint ears with Christ. Everyone say, I am a joint ear with Christ. Listen carefully. It says, If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly, eagerly waits for the manifestation, for the revealing of the sons of God in the earth. Romans eight twenty nine says, For whom He foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, Jesus, that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many. Do you know who you really are? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Do I know who I am? He said this, Jesus was the firstborn son of many sons and daughters of God. And he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Listen carefully. He says, seek first to all the sons and daughters in this place. If you're a son and daughter of God in this house and in the community of America and in the nations of the world, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Are we seeking his kingdom or are we seeking another kingdom? Other kingdoms. Matthew 6.30 says, Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry. Do not worry, church. Do not worry, church in Jackson. Do not worry, church of America. Do not worry, children of God in New Zealand, in Pakistan, in India, in Iran, in Iraq, and all over this planet. Do not worry what we shall eat or what we shall drink or what we shall wear. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Listen carefully. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all the things you need to drink, all the things you need to wear, all the things you need to eat will be added to you. What is the kingdom? If we're seeking a kingdom, we need to know what it is. 
Romans 14, 16 to 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness, it is peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, in the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God. And it is righteousness, it is peace, and it is joy. How, what, what else do you want in life? <laughs> Where is the kingdom? Luke 17, 20 says, And when he had demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, Listen carefully, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation, neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you and me. And so here I am. I'm 16 years of age. God touches me in a powerful way. God answers the prayer of my mama. And I have this incredible encounter with him. And I have continuously since then had incredible uh, just experiences of love relationship with my God. But at age 18, I'm off on a missions trip to India. I love India, Right? And I can, I can still remember back in those times, I remember just, just, just hearing so many incredible stories of how God was going to move in India. So I'm, I'm, my expectation is through this roof. I get to India and I'm miserable. Miserable. I'm from a country of 4 million people and 60 million sheep. You've got a, a 1 billion human beings looking at you. And I love India. But my flesh was like, ah! Certain parts of the culture, if they need to go to the bathroom, will just go to the bathroom right in front of you. I'm not used to that. Nothing against them. If they feel comfortable going to the bathroom in front of you, they go to the bathroom in front of you. Do whatever you want to do. But for me, I wanted to go and eat. I wanted to eat. I wanted to eat. And the food in India is amazing. But just happened to be on this day, I'm looking at a stall, and there's this thing hanging there, and it looks like there's bees on honey. And so I go to this thing. I'm thinking, I'm going to have some honey, a little bit of honey. So I go there, and, and I, as, as I get closer, people are cutting. It's, it's, so they're cutting stuff and handing over m- money, and, and so they're buying. And I, I, di- I discover that's not bees. That's flies on a leg of lamb or something. Huh? I wasn't happy. I was miserable. And so the Holy Spirit, I so said, I'm, so, I'm saying, Lord, how, how am I supposed to be a light or a witness in this place? I mean, the country, there's so much beauty and wonder. This, I, India is one of the most fascinating, the most wonderful countries on earth. But at that moment, as a 16-year-old, I was shocked. I was like, shocked, horror. Right? So how am I supposed to be a light when I'm miserable? The Holy Spirit says, are you living in the kingdom? Are you, are you walking in the kingdom? Are you living out? Are you drawing from the kingdom? I, I said, what the kingdom? What do you mean? So I begin to study about the kingdom. This is where he begins to teach me about the kingdom. Kingdom of God is not over here, not over there. The kingdom of God is within us. And everywhere we go, we carry this kingdom. This kingdom has a king. His name is Jesus. The kingdom has a constitution. It's called the Bible. The kingdom has value system that works and lives. It doesn't matter where, the, where you are on this planet. The kingdom in within us, it moves and breathes when we live what the kingdom and the king asks us to do. No matter where you are. The 
kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So suddenly, my rah, went, went, <laughs> this is awesome. Give me a hug. I guess it's amazing. And we saw people saved. We saw people healed. It's just the switch went on. My life has never been the same. And in Pakistan, and in war zones, we were just in a war zone with my wife. And suddenly, at a certain moment, the bombs start going off in the distance. What am I going to do? Draw from the kingdom. Draw from the kingdom. The kingdom within protects the kingdom within provides, the kingdom within leads and it guides no matter what is going on us. And we see in this, in this great nation of America how the people are moving away from the principles that made this nation great. They may, your next door neighbor might move away, but it does not mean you and I have got to move away. We must hold to the principles that made our nation great and that kingdom lives within us. We have been set up for the greatest move of God this country has ever seen, but it's going to get a little bit uncomfortable at certain moments. It's, there is a subtle, sneaky, seductive spirit that is maneuvering in this earth like a snake wanting to control them and just round everyone up and then squash them. Only those who walk in the kingdom will survive in these last days. And that's you and I. That's you and I today. What are we doing with the treasure that God has given us? Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God may, may be of God and not of us. Ronald Reagan says this. He says, The struggle now going on for the world will never be decided by bombs or rockets, by armies or military might. America, your foreign policy needs to change. You've been seduced. You've been duped. You've been lied to. You're fighting armies and fighting wars, and the fruit of them is not democracy. It's death and destruction. You've been, you've been, you've been lied to, America. The only way this nation and the nations of the world be, will be set free is by spiritually coming to a creator that loves us and cares about our lives. Jesus is the only answer, not bombs and rockets. Listen, the struggle, Ronald Reagan says, the struggle now going on for the world will never be decided by bombs or rockets, by armies or military might. The real crisis we face today is a spiritual one. At root, it is a test of moral will and faith. He said some good things, didn't he, that guy? God wants to show himself strong. He sees your struggle today. He wants to work for us. But he is a gentleman. He will never force himself on us. The church of the living God is not a brand. It is not a business. It is not a franchise. It is not an organization or a building made with man's hands. The church of the living God is a body of people made in his image, fashioned in his likeness, and filled with his breath of life. Are we living, family, are we living a life that is loyal and faithful to Him? Revelations 3, 14 to 22. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write these things, says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness. The beginning of creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot, so then, because you were lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. 
Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eyself that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also have overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Family, today are we lukewarm? Are we those that say I'm rich but have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that we're wretched, miserable, poor, and blind? Our world is a mess today because we, have a, we as a people, our nations have stopped making room for God. We've stopped making space for Him. We've lost sight of our identity. But the good news today is in brokenness. Listen, in brokenness and repentance, there is salvation. St. Chronicles 7, 14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land, forgive their sin. As we close today, I want to share a song with you. I want to share a, a final song with you. And in this song, I want us to be reminded, to be reminded be reminded of why we can be loyal to this Jesus we're talking about. Your love's amazing. Watch this video. Jesus I saw the blood on your hands I felt the thorns on your hair I heard the cry of your heart And I am in awe of you Your love's amazing to me. Your love's amazing to me. Fill my life with your love. Jesus, I saw I saw the storm. 
Love's amazing. Let's remember. Your love's amazing to me. Your love's amazing to me. Fill my life with your love. Oh God, let my let my affections. Be only for you. Let our affections be only for you. Cause only you can satisfy. Let my affections be only for you. Let my desire be only. For I am thankful for all you've done and done for me. 
sing it out. Let my affections and let my affections be only for you. Let my desires be only for you. For I am thankful for all you've done. moment just want to get really personal in this moment just begin just to say Father is there anything in my heart that is above you say Father what, what, what am I doing am I chasing other kingdoms or am I seeking first your kingdom just have a moment together just to repent openly in your seat as the Holy Spirit maybe speaks to your heart like he does for all of us. And let's just say, Father, forgive us. Just a moment to take inventory of our hearts. clean heart oh God have a new right spirit within me creating me a clean heart oh God have a new right spirit within me Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thine Holy Spirit from me, and restore unto me all the joy of my salvation. And right spirit within me. We sing that as we close. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Have a new right spirit within me. Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Have a new right spirit within me. Cast me not away 
from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thine Holy Spirit from me, no, and restore unto me all the joy of my salvation. I'm in the right spirit within me. Cast me not away. And cast me not away from thy presence, O oh Lord. And take not thine Holy Spirit from me, no. And restore unto me all the joy of my salvation. I'm a new right spirit for me, oh God, today. I'm a new right spirit with me, Father forever. I'm a new right spirit with me. Will you renew a right spirit, God? I'm a new right spirit within me. Our lives are not meant to be entertained by the brand of Jesus. But our lives were created to be filled with the person of Jesus. If we fall for the brand, then we follow the trend. But if we are filled with the person, we follow the king. And when you follow the king... You get all that the kingdom has to offer. One thing I love about Michael is he, I know he follows the king. And he goes all over the world. You heard him tell the stories, the countries. I love that. Listen to what John tells us, dear friends, you are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through, even though they may be strangers to you. Please continue providing for such teachers in a manner that pleases God, for they are traveling for the Lord, and they accept nothing from people who are not believers. So we ourselves should support them so that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. Worship team, you got to be a part of an international gospel preaching machine today. You just got to be a partner with someone who's been in more countries than maybe you'll ever go to. But how cool is that? And the same goes for those of us too who sow financially and care for the traveling teachers. So ushers, come on down. We're going to sow a love offering into Red Rain Ministries. We're going to, if you're writing a check, please just write that out to our church, New Life Church, and then they'll put all that together, and we'll do one check to Red Rain Ministries to Michael Turner. If you want to give electronically, you didn't, maybe you don't have anything left on you, cash or check, you can go to the giving station there and see Dan, and you can give securely using your bank card or debit card. And all of this goes to Michael Turner's ministry, Red Rain.
are meant to be filled with the person of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the reminder that we are called to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And then everything else finds its place in our life. Forgive us, Lord, for seeking things first above your kingdom. But thank you for giving us this opportunity to just set it right again with you. And I pray, Lord, any one of us here today that maybe if we feel off track, out of step with you, that all it takes is a moment to pause and say, Father, forgive me. I want to be right with you. I thank you for Michael and their family, the blessing they are. We pray, Lord, that you will bless them above and beyond what we can even ask or think or imagine. We honor you today, and we, and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's take a moment to give. Your love's amazing to me. Your love's amazing to me. With your love, your love's amazing to me. Your love's amazing to me. Fill my life with your thankful for today your heart filled your spirit challenged flesh cringe a little yeah that's what the kingdom of god does reorients us for the right things